Hello all and welcome all to another edition of the DFS Today podcast. I am your host, Mike LaFemina, coming at you on a Friday night to go over the Week 14 main slate on DraftKings. What we do on Friday nights here is we go position by position and Give a couple cash game options and a couple GPP options as well. Um, Obviously, we are still waiting on some injury news, but we have a pretty good landscape of what this slate is going to look like this week. Overall, I am leaning towards playing more tournaments this week than cash games For the simple fact that there is just a ton of options to go to this week. Uh, And when that's the case, I like to direct my efforts more towards tournaments for the simple fact that there is more opportunity to get unique and get a little different. Um, And if if you hit with your stuff you are more likely to find yourself, obviously, at the top of the board. But also, it's just when there's so many options like this, it just makes it really tough uh, to put a cash game lineup together. Not saying that if that's what you play, you shouldn't play it this week. I'm still going to have some cash lineups in there. I'm just going to skew a little more gpp this week for my personal lineups but nonetheless let's dig into this starting off at quarterback um obviously we are missing a few of the top guns from the position uh no jalen hurts dak prescott uh no Tua Tagovailoa. Yeah, we'll just say Tua. Can't say that today. Uh, and no Kyler Murray. Um, he's been pretty good so far, fantasy-wise, to start the season. Well, his season anyway. Leaving us with Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, Lamar Jackson, C.J. Stroud, and Justin Herbert as the five above. 7,000 and quote-unquote spend-up options. Uh, I'm not in love with any of these guys, really. Certainly not Stroud playing the Jets. Certainly not with the way Herbert and company have been playing on offense there in L.A. Uh, Lamar is okay. He's a little heavily priced, especially with how run willing to run the ball Baltimore has shown to be. Um, So if you are spending up, I would decide between Allen and Mahomes. And for me, that is going to be Josh Allen for the simple fact of his rushing upside compared to Mahomes. And Mahomes just hasn't really uh, been producing quite at the level that we expect. Now, the devil's advocate, To that argument is Isaiah Pacheco has been ruled out, so they may lean into the passing game a little more. Buffalo's secondary has sustained some injuries. Buffalo's 
defense as a whole has sustained some injuries, and this could be a um, good spot for Mahomes in a big game against the Bills to sort of reestablish himself as top dog in the league. Everybody's a little down on this Chiefs passing attack and Chiefs offense in general, especially coming off that loss at Lambeau Field last Sunday night. Uh, Josh Allen, as I mentioned, has certainly been on fire as of late. They know their season is on the line. Um, they, This is obviously a huge game, and we've seen in the past when the games really, really matter that Allen is not afraid to lean on his uh, rushing prowess to get things done last time against Philly that we saw Josh Allen, nine carries, 81 yards and two touchdowns uh, also had over 300 passing yards and two touchdowns on his way to 43 DraftKings points. But the point here is uh, the chiefs are a considerably better defense than what the Eagles put up. Um, but we've still seen eight, uh, Seven, seven, eight, four, five, nine rushing attempts from Josh Allen the last, uh, what's that, six weeks, six rushing touchdowns. So he's been one of the top fantasy producers of the season. His price tag is not super prohibitive at 8,300. It's just um, if you want to play him and Diggs together, that's when it starts to get a little pricey, but still manageable. My favorite play on the board this week is, in fact, Justin Fields at 6,800. The Lions have been uh, getting shredded pretty pretty good as of late. Um, two opposing quarterbacks, Justin Fields, last time he saw Detroit uh, two weeks ago, or three weeks ago, excuse me, in week 11, was able to put up 18 rushing attempts for 104 yards, um, 12 rushing attempts last Monday night against, or two weeks ago uh, when they were on Monday night football against the Vikings. So all the elements are there for him. Uh, the Lions are the fourth worst against opposing quarterbacks in terms of fantasy points allowed this season. It's just uh, it feels like a big Justin Fields to DJ Moore type of week. Uh, that being said, I also feel like if you didn't want to spend the 6800 on Justin Fields, there are plenty of options, and you can even argue better options to spend down on this week. Um, if you wanted to go the route of Gardner Minshew against Cincinnati at 5,400, I wouldn't blame you. Baker Mayfield gets a pretty uh, tasty matchup against Atlanta. He's only 5,300. Jake Browning would be my choice of the litter 
coming in at the cheapest price of 5200 We saw the breakout performance against Jacksonville on this past edition of Monday Night Football, where he threw for over 300 yards, so we know it's in his bag. The Colts have been getting shredded by outside receivers and just by uh, opposing offenses in general, but especially that outside receiver position, and Jamar Chase is no easy problem to solve and to deal with for this Colts secondary. So I think Browning could go along for the ride with Chase this week. They are a very interesting stack, uh, both in cash games and in tournaments. I'd lean tournament for Chase um, just because he he has shown quite a low floor this year as well. So um, I don't think I could go there in cash games for Jamar Chase. But if you if you are okay with the mild risk that he does put up a six, seven, eight, nine fantasy point performance, uh, the upside is certainly there and could separate you in both cash games and tournament play as well. Uh, one last point on quarterback, I guess Brock Purdy is going to be a very popular option rightfully so uh, as he continues his hot streak Seattle's defense and secondary uh, not overly imposing as we saw Dak Prescott have a huge game against them last week on Thanksgiving night Brock Purdy uh, fairly muted in the passing game 21 of 30 for 209 and a touchdown also through an interception but uh, you know Christian McCaffrey went hog wild in that one. And that is always the risk of playing Purdy, but uh, Purdy's been over 303 of his last five, basically four of his last five. The other one was 296 yards, one passing touchdown, three, three, one, four. Um, He's got the playmakers to get it done. It's a big divisional game against the Seahawks. Brock Purdy, at 6,500, also a very viable option at the quarterback position. Moving on to running back, his partner in crime, him being Brock Purdy, the other him at the running back position being Christian McCaffrey. You guys know that I love playing Christian McCaffrey. I mean, it's it's not some secret sauce that we're dealing with here it's even when he's not finding the end zone it's a consistent 20 DraftKings points only twice this season has he been below that mark uh last time was week six against cleveland um and just a consistent four to six targets on average through the through the air as well, um, even seeing as high as 10. He was able to go for 19, 114, and 2 the last time he saw Seattle's defense. Also chipped in 5 receptions for 25 yards for 33.9 DraftKings points. On the Thanksgiving night slate, and I see no reason why that performance cannot be uh, duplicated 
Also taking a look at the rest of the board, there isn't a wide receiver up top that I'm running in line to spend my money on up top. So, and Travis Kelsey is the far and away top price tight end at 7,800. And I'm also not uh, beating anyone's door down to make that play. So Christian McCaffrey is easily the top spend up option of the slate of the slate. Rather, whether that is cash game or tournament, he's viable for both. I think Kyron Williams is a pretty interesting GPP play. He comes in at seventy three hundred dollars. The matchup is a little tough going against Baltimore, uh, but the usage is so elite that he was even able to put up a solid day's effort going against Cleveland last week, um, which I would say is a superior defense to Baltimore. Not they're they're pretty close, um, but you know Baltimore is probably back end of top ten in the league against running backs as far as fantasy points against it may be but Kyron has shown the ability to be involved in the passing game as well if the Rams were to fall behind um in this contest and be in a trailing game script it looks like Derek Carr is going to give it a go so that makes Alvin Kamara 8200 very viable as well um you know, you get the $1,000 price discount from McCaffrey to Kamara, who's very, very capable of scoring, uh, catching six to eight balls for 50, 60 yards, get a good amount of the rushing work. Just know when you do play Kamara, you do run the risk of losing some goal line work to Taysom Hill, lose some goal line work to Jamal Williams. So, it can be a little tilting sometimes when you play Kamara, which makes him a tournament option only for me. Um, if you play him in cash games, I think it just is a little too thin. Not thin, but just there's a lot of risks there considering his price tag and the threats to lose such valuable touches uh, when it comes to fantasy near the goal line. There are mid-priced options that you could consider. The role, the role for Rashad White continues to be one of the best in the league. Uh, Atlanta is pretty good against the run, but Rashad White should be involved, continue to be involved in the passing game, so I don't mind him at 6,800. Uh, right above him, Josh Jacobs at 6,900 is pretty interesting um, going against Minnesota. Dijon Robinson is in a pretty good spot. His role continues to be uh, a lot better ever since Arthur Smith decided to get the, the ball to his highly touted first-round pick, and good things have been happening other than playing the Jets for Bijan and company. 
Uh, going down a little further, the role was pretty elite for Joe Mixon last week in a high, another high-paced uh, game. Going against Indianapolis, 6,100 for Joe Mixon. Uh, you never feel great clicking it, but it's. I, I see him coming in with a good amount of ownership too. So if you wanted to fade that in tournaments, I wouldn't besmirch you. I think that Joe Mixon is certainly cash game viable. Zach Moss, once again, is an interesting discussion point this week. Not quite the price tag uh, decision, like just auto-click with uh, the increase to 5,900 as opposed to 4,600 last week. But again, going against Cincinnati, who has not been great against opposing Running backs this season, they've been fine, uh, probably middle of the road towards back half of the league. Um, excuse me. But, and he was a bit of a disappointment last week, only putting up 7.7 DraftKings points. He still had nearly 20 carries. He still was involved in the passing game work. He played, I believe I saw it was, over 90% of the snaps. There's no one there to compete with him for touches and for for work. Um, I think this is a good spot to get back onto the Zach Moss train. And finally, as I mentioned earlier, with Pacheco being ruled out, I think Clyde Edwards-Elaire at 4,200. Um He's certainly in play. He's near the minimum at being at 4,200. Um, I don't know if Jer- Jarek McKinnon is going to be in this week. Uh, let me, if he is, I don't think that really uh, changes things for Clyde Edwards-Alaire. He, he's more of the running back back per se uh mckinnon could see some more passing game work which you know we but clyde edwards alaire is not you know stone hands he could still see some some uh excuse me some work out of the backfield catching the ball and also you've got to take into context the rest of the board There aren't a ton of low-priced wide receivers to fit in this week that I really am excited to play. So finding the savings at 4,200 with Clyde Edwards-Alaire is certainly viable. Uh, Just touched on the wide receivers, on how there's not a lot at the bottom up top. Also, there's not like a super elite play that I'm really jazzed up about playing. I think Keenan Allen makes for an interesting option. Uh, Josh Palmer is out. And Quinton Johnson has failed to establish himself as a reliable target for... um, 
Justin Herbert, we still get a weird mix between Gerald Everett and Darnell Parham at the tight end position with no one really assuming uh, a big workload there. Jared Guyton is kind of, you know, just a guy out there. He's not going to be commanding a lot of targets. And Austin Eckler is obviously the other target hog in this offense, but does not look all that right this week. Um, so 8,600 is it's kind of steep for Keenan Allen, but the role that he has, um, it's a whole matchup against Denver. I think, you know, near double digit touches or catches for Keenan Allen is certainly in play this week, especially valuable on a PPR site like DraftKings. Some of the mid-tier options that I like, I really like Rasheed Rice at 5,400 this week. I kind of brought I brought him up on Monday's preview show. Uh, they have to, someone's got to ascend in this offense. And Rasheed Rice has started to show signs that he may be the guy. Sky Moore certainly has not proven to be that guy. Marquez Valdez-Scantling is certainly not going to be a dominant alpha number one. Um, Justin Watson has been up and down as far as his targets this year. And we've seen 19 targets go to Rasheed Rice the past two weeks, converting that into 16 catches for 170-plus yards and a touchdown. Uh, as I mentioned, this Bills defense has been a little leaky as of late, especially to opposing wide receivers, uh, ranking in the bottom five the past couple weeks. And I think this is a get right get right spot for this Chiefs offense and a great price tag on Rasheed Rice for 5,400. Elijah Moore at 4,500. You know the Joe Flacco, Elijah Moore narrative. Um, but he, it, it's a thing. You know, he got 12 targets, was able to go four for 83 on that. Joe Flacco looked very competent tossing the ball around. The only thing to monitor in this game is... Um, Oh, that's right. It's that's uh, Baltimore, the weather that we're going to be needing to monitor. My bad on that. Um, yeah, if if we get the news that Flacco is a go, Elijah Moore at 4,500 is certainly appealing. Um, and I think Jonathan Mingo is going to be somewhat interesting as well. He only gets a slight increase on his price up to 30 Um, It seems like he's starting to emerge as a preferred target for Bryce Young. Not to say that Adam Thielen's going to completely go away, but the season is kind of lost for the Panthers. I think it is smart to try and generate some more um, targets and see what they really have in Jonathan Mingo. the Saints defense to opposing uh, wide receivers 
has actually been pretty good as of late, but overall on the season, um, they they are in the top five, but you also have to consider that that most of the time that's Marshawn Lattimore locking down the number one receiver in the offense, which Jonathan Mingo has not ascended to yet. So I don't suspect we would see a lot of him, um, Lattimore, on Mingo this week. So Mingo, if you need a punt, um, one more. We'll go through one more mid-price because uh, I I feel like I skipped down a little too low with Rasheed Rice at $5,400. Um, Keenan Allen and Amon Ross St. Brown would be my two up top. Amon Ross St. Brown coming in at 8,200. Uh, also do like Mike Williams at 77. Mike Evans, not Mike Williams. Jeez. What a, have a night, Mike. Um, at $7,700. Jamar Chase is interesting at $7,600. Uh, Michael Pittman is very, very interesting at $7,300. I really like to attack that Indy Cincinnati game. I think that it's going to be fast paced. I think there's going to be a lot of points in that game. Um, just know that you're not going to be the only one thinking like that. So try and be. Um, thoughtful of who you roster from that game. DJ Moore, I already brought up earlier about Justin Fields. I think this is a great DJ Moore spot. $6,500. Pretty modest ownership, uh, low to mid teens as far as that goes. Um, Very excited to fire up some DJ Moore in some GPPs. Um, so f- to break it into cash versus GPP plays, like I think the Keenan Allens and Amon Ross St. Browns, Jamar Chases, those are all uh, those are all going to be GPP plays for me. Cash games, I think Elijah Moore makes a lot of sense. I think that um, Drake London makes a lot of sense too. I forgot to touch on him. He's Pretty cheap at 4,600. The way we've seen wide receivers really get after this Tampa Bay secondary. Um, Rasheed Rice at 5,400 I think makes a lot of sense. Uh, I wouldn't even be mad if you played Garrett Wilson at 5,500 just based on talent and price there. Uh, Moving on to tight end. Not a lot up top that I'm really interested in playing. Travis Kelsey at 7,800. No, thank you. Um, Maybe I shouldn't be so dismissive of that. Hmm. You know, I've been saying all week, no, thank you. But, you know, it's, it's a pretty good way, I think, to get involved in that game. It's just, it's pricey when you go Mahomes, Kelsey, but... There may be just enough value. I haven't played around with building a lineup like that this week. Um, yeah, I think Kelsey might be might be actually worth more of a look than I'm giving him credit for. Um, if, if I'm really excited to play Rasheed Rice, there's no reason that I shouldn't be excited to play Travis Kelsey other than the price. So having a 
change of heart live as I'm recording this, feel free to fire up Travis Kelsey at 7,800. You know, um, I feel like a lot of people are going to have the same pauses that I did just now of, uh, you know, Kelsey's been fine, but he hasn't been super all elite. There's some cheaper guys that I can play instead of just getting 11, 4, 15, 12. Those are the last four weeks from Kelsey on DraftKings. Um, so, yeah, I think because, like, Laporta at 6,100 is not interesting to me. Neither is Hawkinson at 6,000 or, or George Kittle at 5,900. Kincaid's overpriced at 5,500. Taysom Hill, no thanks, at 5,400. So if you don't go Kelsey, I think it makes sense to drop down. Um, Njoku makes a lot of sense to me at 4,100. But I think I'd rather play Isaiah Likely at 3,500. Coming out of the bye, they may look to get him a little more involved in the offense with Mark Andrews on IR. There is some weather in that game that we need to potentially keep an eye on with some high winds coming to the Atlantic coast this week, uh, this weekend. So just monitor that. Um, the Rams is a really juicy matchup for opposing tight ends as well. Uh, we saw likely on the field a ton in his first start since Andrews became injured again, 3,500. I will likely be playing likely. I know, I know, I know. It's getting late. Let's move on. Um, rounding up with defense here, I think the Browns are a very enticing option at 3,000. Um, just a little too cheap for that talented of a defense who gets possibly C.J. Beathard. Um even if Trevor Lawrence is a go, I have concerns about how he'll be able to move around in the pocket on that ankle. Miles um, Garrett uh, could be highly motivated to really cement himself in the defensive player of the year race. It's just a auto click for me in cash games. Um, Cleveland Browns at 3000. Um, tournament option, I, you know, <laughs> 4,000 for the Houston Texans because it's the Jets and the carousel that is the Jets def uh, quarterback this week. I think they are going back to Zach Wilson, right? So, again, Tim Boyle, Trevor Simeon, Zach Wilson, it doesn't matter. Um. I think on the opposite side of things, you could play the Jets. They have proven to be able to handle some formidable offenses that aren't the Miami Dolphins. Um, C.J. Stroud is a rookie. This is one of the better defenses he has faced this year at a price tag of 2900 Could make you a little different in tournaments, as I suspect most people will just be clicking on the Browns at 3000. So that's an interesting pivot there. Um, and then the 
Falcons at that same price range at 29. Baker's not afraid to throw a pick or two. And then if you really want to get weird, um, I think the Bears make a lot of sense for tournaments. If you want to feed into the golf kind of stinks in outdoor games on the road in December. Um, Last time the Bears faced Detroit in Detroit, they put up nine DraftKings points. And for the bottom of the barrel pricing, 2,400 tied with the Seahawks. You know, they've shown a lot of improvement lately on the defensive end of the ball. Picked Josh Dobbs four times the last time we saw them on Monday Night Football. Um, Fared well against Jared Goff at home. Fared well against Bryce Young, who hasn't. But, um, yeah, the Bears at 2,400, I think, could be an interesting tournament play. Um, that'll wrap up the position by position. Um, just a couple quick notes. Again, I think a couple of the games that you want to be attacking this weekend would be that Bengals Colts game. Obviously, the Chiefs and the Bills are a great spot to attack with. Uh, how high-powered those offenses are. I think the Seattle-San Francisco game could be pretty interesting. We get a lot of studs in that game. We saw some life from the Seahawks offense against Dallas last week on Thursday night football. So between DK Metcalf, Tyler Lockett, Christian McCaffrey, Depot Samuel, George Kittle, Brandon Ayuk. There's a lot of options to go there. Pretty good total at 46 and a half. Um, I think that's a game that has potential to attack. Um, And also the Atlanta-Tampa Bay game is certainly worthy of consideration despite the low total. Uh, But my favorite, I think, If you're looking strictly at just ownership and ownership alone, the Chicago-Detroit game uh, offers a lot of ceiling-type guys like an Amon Rossi Brown, like a Justin Fields, like a DJ Moore, like a Cole Komet, like a Sam Laporta. You know, I'm not personally interested in Sam Laporta, but not a lot of people are, and he's continued the crush this year. So I think that could be a very fast-paced game and uh, comes with low ownership and makes for an interesting tournament option. Well, thank you guys all for listening. You can find my content on Twitter at MLFM10. I do posts to the site. On Sports Ethos as well. I'm also very active um, on Sundays in the Discord for our fantasy, our DFS pass subscribers. Five dollars a month. That's a cup of coffee at Starbucks. So let's let's pay that. Get in there. 
get some insights and win some money this weekend until then let's roll